Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Jonah, still in chapter 3, looking at verses 3 and 4 from the God's Word translation. Uh, Without murmuring and disputing, Jonah arose and went to Nineveh. Once he was uh, spit out of the whale's, not the whale, out of the big fish's mouth, uh, he went about doing what God told him to do. So he's going without uh, complaining, as he's already promised God, you know, I'm going to keep my my vow. I'm going to uh, do what you asked me to do, if you save me. So God saved him, kept him alive. um, he was able to leave his watery grave in the in the um, bottom of the sea with the, the big fish. And now he is doing what God had told him to do initially. Sounds like little kids, doesn't it? But let's listen to God's word. Jonah immediately went to Nineveh, as the Lord told him. Nineveh was a very large city. It took about three days to walk through it. Jonah entered the city and walked for about a day. Then he said, In 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. Again, that's Jonah chapter 3, verses 3 and 4 from the God's Word translation, which titles it, Nineveh Turns from Its Wicked Ways. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again is Jonah chapter 3, verses 3 and 4 in the God's Word translation. In this section, Jonah does what he has been commissioned to do, which is to go to Nineveh. Jonah arose and did not just sit still. He went directly to Nineveh though it was a great way off and a place where it is more than likely he had never been before. Yet he took his journey according to the instructions of God. And we need to not be like little toddlers. You tell a a little kid to do something and they do everything but what, what you tell them to do. And that's basically what Jonah did. God told him to go one way, he went a different way. So now he got the message. Once the um, the great fish spit him out, he did what God told him to do, which was to go to Nineveh. Um, so he needed that, I guess, that push, that shove toward the right direction, as we do too. God's servants must go where he sends them, come when he calls them, and do what he bids them. Whatever appears to be the word of God, we must conscientiously do. And of course, like I just said, we can't be like little toddlers who definitely don't come when you call them. They definitely don't go where you send them. And they sure don't do what you ask them to do. 
But let's get back to the commentaries. It gave a little history about Nineveh. Uh, the excavation indicate the circumference of the city walls at the height of Nineveh's power as the uh, Syrian capital was about 7.75 uh, miles. So the uh, circumference of the city walls. So a person can easily walk 15 to 20 miles in a day during the ancient times and probably during our times too. No, well, I'm not going to say, I don't know. Either the writer was imploring hyperbole to deliberately exaggerate the size of Nineveh to 45 to 60 miles across, or the phrase indicates something other than the width of the city. And Matthew Henry says, Jonah was probably walking slowly and gravely um, as he went about preaching. And that would take him at least three days to go through all the principal streets and lanes of the city to proclaim his message that all might get God's word. And then it goes on to say that Jonah travels about a third of the way into the city and delivers his message. He must tell them that this great city, the great city of Nineveh, shall be overthrown. And he meant, and they understood him, that it should be overthrown, not by war, but by some immediate stroke from heaven, either by an earthquake or by fire or brimstone as Sodom was. And another commentary says that um, they be uh, destroyed could be translated as overthrown. So different commentaries had different words for that. And Jonah's prediction would be accurate whether it was overthrown or destroyed. Either Nineveh would repent and uh, be saved or, or they would fail to repent and be destroyed. So either way, God's word was going to come to pass. But let me continue reading. The wickedness of uh, of of cities ripen them for destruction and their wealth and greatness cannot protect them from destruction when the measure of their iniquity is full and the measure of their vengeance has come and we know that great cities just like great men can be overthrown by God <coughs> excuse me it is um, God has given them advance warning as he does us in so many ways, he warns us. The Holy Spirit warns us when we're on a path to destruction. God told them that in 40 days, his vengeance would be carried out, his wrath. So he was slow to, to anger. And he gave them 40 days to get, get it right, to repent and meet God in the way of his judgments. And Matthew Henry says, 40 days is a long time for a righteous God to defer his judgments. Yet it is but a little time for an unrighteous people to repent and reform and so turn away the judgments that's coming. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we continue to study the book of Jonah. Thank you for that picture of repentance. Thank you for the picture of your, your, your preacher, your prophet, who has uh, gone opposite and done opposite of what you told him to do. 
thank you for uh, showing us that you did give him another chance. You even gave him a safety net to save him instead of allowing him to die in his sin and rebellion. So we thank you for that. God, we thank you that uh, as the lesson teaches us that if we do not change, we will experience your judgment. But when we change, we will experience your mercy just as Jonah did. And Father, we thank you for your mercy. We'd rather your mercy. We'd rather your grace. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that convicts us and uh, shows us when we're not doing what you have uh, instructed us to do. Are we walking, if we've walked outside of your will, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your Son who died for our sins. Thank you for your angels that you've sent to protect us. Thank you, Father, for being God, a God that we don't have to pack about in our pocket, but we pack you in our hearts. You're in our hearts, Father, and we thank you for that. So you're always with us. We can't forget you on the shelf. We can't forget you at home because you're always with us, and we thank you for that. God, we're praying for all of those who are going through conflicts right now. Of course, the Ukraine and Russia are top on our minds and our hearts. But there's conflicts here and in the United States, conflicts all over the world. We're praying for your peace, Father. We're praying for you to bring peace out of the chaos that's all around us. And we're thanking you in advance. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.